Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent... I was about to say host. I was about to promote you. My permanent wow. guest, Cammie. Oh, uh, no. no not, not yet, Cammie. <laughs> we'll see. Give it another six months. We'll see. Okay. Welcome back to your show, Cammie. Thanks, Bryant. Welcome back to your show. Yeah. So uh, it's been a hell of a time. Uh, we're, we're switching back to twice a month, bi-weekly releases. Right. Once every two weeks releases, not two a week. And uh, <laughs> it's because we, we got a little caught up. Cammie caught COVID because she thought me having it was uh, not enough. Right. I was jealous. So. Right, so we got through that, um, but we have been having some fun uh, with the episodes. We've been re-catching up on some of the older episodes that we did back when our setup was crummy and it sounded bad. If you want to hear those, because they're, they're fun, the format was pretty similar, but it was a little different. Lots of wisecrackings, though. Pinecast.com slash mystery. That's our hosting website. You can you, you can like subscribe to our wallet, or, or I can't remember. I think it's called our wallet. You can Tip give jar. like a buck. Tip jar, there we go. And it, it'll it'll let you download basically any episode that you that we have because I've I've hidden them because I don't want a new listener like you who might be listening right now to come in and hear us sound like we're in a vacuum with fans on and because uh, that's what it sounded like and uh, <laughs> one of the old episodes that we did that was a, a fun one was on the Yeti uh, not the coolers not the T-shirt store but the abominable hairy bipedal being. Right? <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, as the show goes, Cammie will give a story, and then I'll have a little discussion. It was fun to look at my old notes, because I, I have all my stuff saved in Google Docs, and so I just get to search Yeti, and boom, there it was. So, Cammie has a new story, though, right? No, I have the same story. I did have oh, okay. to re-find it, though, because I, unlike Bryant, I didn't type everything out. I used to write it by hand, and when we were sitting around a table with one microphone. And so I don't have any of (laughs) this stuff. I should probably try to find those notebooks. Right. Yeah. Uh, But so I don't have any of it typed out. So I had to refine the story and then do it. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, Cammie, why don't you take it away? Yeah, absolutely. So I use nazine.com and that was my only source for this. Atex life was a simple one. He lived alone at the foothills of the Himalayas His days consisted of tending to his ranch, and at night he would play his flute to pass the time. One day, as he started to play his flute while his dinner was cooking, a large hairy beast who walked like a man came down from the mountains to spy on him. Atek was frightened, but he kept making music. When he he thought he could play no longer, Yeti rushed to him and picked up the flute and made him play some more. So he did, until dawn. He was tired the next day as he did all of his chores, and frightened that the beast would come again and hurt him or his flock. He did not want to play his flute that night in hopes the Yeti would leave him in peace, but she didn't. She came again and forced the flute to his lips. After many nights of this, he was ready to try anything to get rid of the intruder. He had lost countless hours of sleep and still had to tend to his ranch during daylight. He devised a plan. That night he started putting butter on his legs and arms with a fire, and intermittently picking up the flute. The Yeti came down from the mountain and began to mimic him. Then he picked up a large stick and put it in the fire. The Yeti did the same. He took the flaming stick and pretended to light himself on fire. The Yeti, happy to copy him still, only her buttered fur caught flame and sent her running to the mountains, never to be seen again. 
This is why the Yeti, the Yeti live far up the Himalayas to never be disturbed by man. I remember that. As soon as you said butter, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I remember the story. Yeah. It's the butter um, one. <laughs> how offensive that they would not know what. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. You know, again, it's fun going back to these to see what I remember and see what's there. Not a, not a whole lot new in the Yeti business in the last, what, two years since we did this. Sure. Um, but it's fun to come at my research angle that I do now. A lot of the the sources that I so like, um, I kind of hit the normals. Um, some fun things though, I found um, Nat Geo had a thing a write up on it. Um, Pantheon.org was an old source that I used that was fun. I did use an old JSTOR article. I didn't have access to that. I do have my notes from that, and I remember it. Um, it, it was fun to see, and of course, uh, you know, Wikipedia and such. But it was fun to see a lot of. Um, I don't think I got this the last time I did this, but the Yetis really grouped in with Bigfoot and any any other big hairy dude man, primate man. Um, so it's it's funny to see that, and and, and that was the the focus on a lot, especially like the Nat Geo thing. Like there was like um, fifty facts, uh, or, or 20, 25 things like you know Nat Geo TV did uh, Yeti facts. Um, one thing that I saw, and I'll just start with this, was. Um, because the Nat Geo, this is, I found this little list and it was, the, their, their top thing was the search for the Yeti dates back as early as 326 BC. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and apparently, so <clears throat> the search to, I'm going to quote Nat Geo here. The search to find the Yeti can be traced back to the time of Alexander the Great. Okay. Everything goes back to him. I know. Um, who in 326 uh, set to conquer the Indus Valley. Okay. Having heard the stories of the Yeti, demanded to see one for himself. But the local So people... it already was a thing before Alexander Great got there even. It seems like it. and But they definitely... I, I, you know, of course, Nat Geo doesn't have like a bibliography at the bottom of their thing. Sure. And so I kind of started looking into this. And uh, this gentleman, David Hay, answered on Quora. Someone answered this, and he did provide some some sources. Um, and his his answer, David Hay's answer, was this is doubtful. Um, he definitely went there. He definitely was around there. But he pointed out the primary historical sources for his time were much after his time. They were Roman. Um, uh, this uh, historical source written by Rufus. Um, he makes no reference to this. Another later, a later Roman, Arian, does. Um, and it was great, too. There was this other article that was, no, Alex, that I did find, because no, Alexander the Great did not fight Yetis. That, that's what the article <laughs> title was. And I was like, oh, that's good. Um, so, yeah, both of these Roman writers, they did base their uh, writings upon earlier Greek sources that were lost, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, it's funny, too, because they mention how uh, apparently Alex, someone claimed he f- uh, fought flying saucers and did other crazy things. Um, but no, uh, he did not do this. Um, and uh, it is uh, it is popularly noted that Alexander would have referred to the Hindu Kush as the Caucasus Indicus. Um, and that la- this is a later Latin phrase that he wouldn't have used. So there's a whole bunch of like synchro errors and historic, historical errors. And so if, if, if you see the buzzword of Alexander the Great going toe-to-toe with Yetis, Probably not true. Um, I, I imagine, like, the language, though, because, like, the word Yeti is, is it's etymologically, it comes from Ya and, or Che is the best way I can kind of pronounce it. It's like a soft C-E-H-E, but it kind of gets westernized to Yeti. 
And that's it, it means a, a rocky place and bare. And I, I do distinctly remember talking about that in that uh, in our original show. And and we we have there's lots of different variants of this word too, like man bear wild man. I'm not going to try and pronounce man bear the, pig. Um, pretty much, um, I'm not going to try and use the uh, the the, the 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 local languages because I'm going to butcher those. But it's it all kind of goes upon this. But it, it's sort of referencing to this wild man, wild creature, and 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 there is there is the term wild man. Uh, additionally, neighboring areas of of Tibet, which is where this is all based from, Russia, China, um, and even farther out in like Japan, there are similar beings, similar creatures, just like how we kind of have big, Bigfoot. So sure. there's always this kind of thing. A lot of people think it has to do with the Himalayan brown bear um, or the Himalayan uh, red bear. Um, there's also the Tibetan blue bear. There's even the Languar, or the, sorry, the Langur monkey. Um, a lot of these have, you know, could easily be mistaken for. Oh, those sort of monkeys things. will break into your house and like steal your stuff. So your credit score tanks. You look for <laughs> yeah, a they take monkey. all your yeah. credit cards. Like, yeah. oh, damn Langur monkeys. <laughs> um, so yeah, it. it Obviously, there's a lot uh, of that. Um, I, in 2003, a Japanese researcher and mountaineer, Dr. Makoto Nabuka, uh, he uh, published a 12-year linguistic study postulating that the word yeti is a corruption of the word medi, a regional dialect term for bear. Nabuka claims that ethnic Tibetans fear and worship the bear as a supernatural being. Uh, they were received immediate criticism um, and was accused of carelessness. Um, and another doctor who uh, researched both Yetis and mountain languages um, doesn't think it's enough that that that's that, that's a little too loose. Sure, uh, a rhyme is a little bit, but but I, I think that it um, there you know there's some ideas here for sure, and there like there's uh like I said local beliefs in China and even Russia that there's this this man this wild man or wild bear they're, they're, it's either it's like one or the other you're either wild man or you're a wild bear or you're hairy or you're rocky or something like that so um there is some like evidence uh that the yeti was a part of pre-buddhist beliefs um of several uh, himalayan peoples um uh there was a uh dr seeger um he did some studies uh he was told that the lepcha people worshipped a glacier being as a god of the hunt um, followers of the Bon religion once believed of a god, of a wild man god as well, that was depicted as an ape-like creature who carries a large stone as a weapon and makes a whistling swoosh sound. I forgot that. <laughs> That's very... <laughs> what a characteristic, yeah. Uh, what what swoosh sound does your god make? Maybe. So, um, That's why the Yeti was attracted <clears throat> to the flute. Right. <gasps> what about wow, the butter, myth though? Wow, busted. I mean, right, yeah, myth busted. It's over. <laughs> we cracked this open. So um, what is wild to see and what I remembered, so I there's this um, book, Abominable Science, Origins of the Yeti, Nessie, and Other Famous Cryptids by um, Donald Prothero and Daniel Loxton. I did read this back because I was in school and I had a J-Star Access. Uh, and it was, this is a cool little book. They kind of crack these things down, these two. Um, uh, one of them writes of their experience in um, uh, Tibet, uh, in the summer of 19, 1973 and how there was Yeti stuff for sale everywhere. Um, and it, came, Oh, I remember you talking about that. And, and like, there was also a, uh, back home, there was this, um, you know, the, uh, big in the films. That's all the Bonneville snowman thing kind of came out. Um, oh, and here, my notes uh, talk about Yeti, animal of Rocky places, uh, Mayte, man bear, 
Um, Tibetans also called it Zute, cattle bear, also the name for the Himalayan brown bear, um, which can walk on its hind legs, or Migo, uh, which also means wild man. Um, also, in Chinese dialects, there's some connections there, too. Um, there's some, uh, I, I mentioned Brian Hodgson, who I think was a, a archaeologist or hunter of some kind, and in 1832, um, who did some interactions uh, with this, too, and wrote a little bit. Uh, but yeah, the, apparently, so the 1950s were the golden age of like yetting, hunting. The Nepalese government was offering licenses um, for them. Um, so it was just really interesting to see. Then there's also, there. so oh, I remember this too. Um, I didn't come across this in Wikipedia though. Gigantopithecus was a giant relative of the orangutan. Not a close relative of humans, although anthropologists do not have much evidence of its skeleton, it is reasonable to assume that its foot... Um, resembled that of an orangutan or another great ape, not that of a human with its reduced big toe and inability to grasp. I remember looking up the Gigantopithecus. Um, if you Google this, yeah, it's like an old relative of the orangutan. That could explain the lore, the the background um, well, with of, the of that. You Gigantopithecus, like did that. it live at the same time as humans at all or any human? I don't believe so. I think this is. I like don't remember. I when we when I studied anthropology, we went over two, all of the hominids and and all of the great apes and stuff like that. But I do quick, not remember when. A quick Google: uh, extinct genus of ape from roughly two million to three hundred and fifty thousand years ago. So, um, <clears throat> a very long time ago, uh, around in southern China, um, but for around a hundred thousand years ago, uh, one of the last. Pleistocene ice ages became extinct. So, uh, and it was giant. It was huge. I mean, it's it's you you would be like, oh yeah, it's Bigfoot or Yeti, you know, <laughs> um, like literally, yeah. You googled like the the, the renditions of it. Um, it's it's basically like a big orangutan that's ready to roll, like ready to rock and rock around and take you out and steal your butter. <laughs> so, it, it's it's just kind of cool that um, this has. I, you know, these myths all have been feeding their, each other and they're getting wrapped up like Bigfoot um, and things like that. Uh, There's and, also and stuff like Louisiana has like a skunk ape and stuff like that. Oh, that's, really? Yeah, that's similar, you know. The, yeah, they, I mean, they drive and, and when you're selling license, the government is selling licenses for fun. I mean, you have to do something because it's like, you know, you're, you're getting tourism, not just for Yetis. You've got to upkeep this area, but it's a huge thing and you've got to like do something about it so that license is hopefully going to like good causes of upkeep and at least like keeping tourists in safe areas and paying rescuing people from the himalayas from exactly yeah <laughs> like from protecting yourself from the himalayas and things like that so um it's it's pretty wild uh i liked going back through it did see a lot of things um that i do remember and Man, it, it was funny. Um, the Nat Geo thing, before I finish up, uh, had some funny other things. Apparently, a German professor had uh, was, was enlisted by the SS, Heinrich Himmler, to search for the Yeti in 1938. Um, Schaefer, uh, the German professor, uh, Ernst Schaefer, uh, concluded it was the Tibetan brown bear. Uh, so, yeah, apparently the Nazis wanted to weaponize the uh, Yeti or I'm something. I'm sure. Um, they wanted to weaponize everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, there's a few a few other little things. Um, uh, Sherpa tradition holds that the Yeti will only show itself to those who believe in it. Maybe it's oh, Santa. Like, um, yeah. And, uh, and, and then they, they, and near the end, they, the Nat Geo throws in 
this fact. Bigfoot sightings have been reported in every U.S. state except Hawaii. <laughs> I'm sure Hawaii has its own thing, right? Right, yeah. So, I, again, like, it, it, trying to, like, put all those together, but I just thought it was great. And, and just, I thought it was wild. I didn't come across that Alexander the Great thing before. I, I feel like that's got to be more recent um, than anything. I'm sure there were definitely, like, you know, crazy things that Alexander was told about and uh but just to assume it was the Yeti and go off of these sources and it's just funny how it works out and it's it's tough it's a lesson on you know you've got to remember we lose so many of our sources and the secondary sources are quoting secondary sources and quoting sec you know right. and so it goes through so many like games of telephone like what what are we getting back and we're not getting back Alexander the Great fighting Yetis. That's not what we're doing. So, <laughs> but thank you, Cami, for your story. Um, I, I, that was fun. My brain, like remembering that, that was a fun sensation. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. So yeah, every, one episode every two weeks is what our goal is. Uh, should be that way. I think for until the summer is what our, our, our at least imagine. until summer. Yeah. Yeah. But we we hope to bring more content to you as it goes. Let us know if you'd like us to cover anything in particular. Mystery. That's all one word with an I E at gmail.com or uh, say hey to us on Facebook, uh, YouTube. You can watch us. Most podcast or podcasting services, you can hear us. And I think that's uh, pretty much it. Cami, is there anything you need to end this episode with? Well, yeah, I just wanted to say, do you do you feel like you believe in the Yeti? Or? Oh, I, I mean, I think it's... um, I believe that those cultures have been absolutely affected by it um that people have been but i i don't know it's tough i i i remember being really struck by the gigant gigant <laughs> i i remember finding i i didn't save whatever source i but i i distinctly remember seeing like a picture in an article and from seeing the skull of one i think is what sure. we had or something like that and it was wild and they so, have part of a jawbone i think I don't even I think, think they have a whole skull, but they reconstructed right. I think I remember the skull from the this, yeah. jawbone, yeah. And it was massive. And so I like that more above anything. I don't think anything like that. I don't think there was like a Yeti. You think they like found some bro, skeletons like at some point and they were like, oh, that yeah, this be. thing exists for sure heck or yeah, whatever. Heck yeah. And then you've got, yeah, you've got monkeys jumping in your room, stealing stuff yeah. and brown bears <laughs> like moonwalking in the forest. And yeah, it's easy, easy to believe that for sure. So um, it's wild. Don't don't buy Yeti fur if you go to Nepal. It's 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 not it's not that. <laughs> don't buy a lock of. It's Yeti not fur. ethically sourced. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check the label on your Yeti hair, people. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think that just about does it. Uh, thanks again, everyone, for joining us, and we will see you next time. Oh. oh. I was like, what does it sound as a Yeti make? <laughs> <laughs> Whoosh. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs>